Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode, football and basketball, of the only podcast. I am your co-host, Austin Smith, joined as always by your co-host, your other co-host, John Kirby. You can find us on Twitter at ACSmith06 and at John underscore Kirby. And as always, follow the mothership at Believe Network, I think. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Guess, guess what else you should do? You should mm-hmm. bet online because bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code the the promo code believe B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. John, I have a game you can bet on. Upside going to be a good one. Downside, mm. it doesn't happen till December. Ah, are you? Which one? Is it the Big Ten championship game for football? It's not ah that uh, game will also well, well actually that game will probably be less competitive than the one we're about to talk about and that's the baylor bears men's basketball team against the michigan state spartans on december 16th at little caesar's arena the uh the game it's happening and it's <laughs> exciting and it's a good team against another good team and uh, the first thing that jumps out to me, John, both programs wear green. Wow. Your thoughts? This is a an hashtag analysis. <laughs> Dude, this, 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 this game is like, he's already building the schedule up. You got Arizona uh, in California. You got Duke in the Champions Classic. You got these guys. Um, and let's see, they haven't even mentioned the uh, tournament, you know, the, the preseason. I guess not preseason, mm-hmm. but they call multi-team event is what they call it. Um, and God knows there's going to be another good team there. So it's got a nice little sketch going as usual. It's exciting every year. I'll be honest. Like every year I do this dumb thing where I'm like, oh man, can you believe it? He's <laughs> he's loading up his schedule. He hasn't done this for 25 straight years. But each year it's exciting because it's like, it is a cool mentality to have the anytime, anywhere type of thing. Because Imagine being a coach of a program that like you didn't get any marquee games. Yeah. Like, that'd be awful. I just cannot, I cannot imagine. I have not lived it. That's pretty wild. Yeah. It's one of those fun things that your brain does where it's like, we're going to make you forget this every single year. And then when it happens again, you're going to love it. <laughs> uh, and that's exactly what's going on. Um, Baylor, just to give a little bit more about the team. Obviously won a national championship not all that long ago. Scott Drew, one of the better head coaches in college basketball. Um, kind of undergoing a, a good amount of change from last year. They check in at number 20 on ESPN's way too early top 25. Um, Keontae George, Adam Flagler, both entering the NBA. And LJ Cryer transferring to uh, Houston. Three really good players for them. Um, they did dip into the old transfer portal for couple of guys from vcu and toledo that's Jaden nunn and ray j dennis respectively ray j um, dennis you may remember yeah. from 
such films as going to Michigan. Wait, nope, they lost out on him too. Mm, so Ray yes. J was he was one of the better transfer uh, portal guys. So this was a massive pickup. He'll be one of the better players on their team. Yeah, and they're also going to be starting one of the top 15 recruits in the country in Jacoby Walter. So yep. Baylor, honestly, MSU getting them at probably one of the better times because, you know, uh, catching them earlier on in the season uh, probably gets to them before their rotation is completely settled. And, you know, these guys are 100% comfortable playing with each other. But uh, either way, another great test, another great resume opportunity for Michigan State. Um, and to do it at Little Caesars is pretty, pretty cool. So, yeah, great non-con game. Once again, Tom Izzo absolutely loading up the gauntlet. Um, but like you said, what else is new? Keep, keep an eye on this. Uh, they're, they have a freshman coming in, 6'10", uh, another highly regarded kid. Uh, Yves Missy, I believe is how you say it. Mm. Well, yeah, great name. Uh, I, say, I circle that because if you're going to see if Michigan State is comfortable enough putting the ball in the post at any point, because if they can't do it, here in in a big boy game um mm-hmm. maybe that's just not another thing that's not going to happen you know and you just you don't do it kind of like last year so i'm just got this is that's a small thing that i'm circling about this game that i'll be interested in see if they uh they're ready to put Kohler on the block and let him work or does cooper have a a shot now or does has maddie in his fifth year t- developed a post move we will see mm. what if in the same game they dump the ball into the post to all of those players and also roll out his own defense. I die. I don't know how I I function. <laughs> Your brain just implodes upon itself. I'd, I'd, I'd uh, probably, I'd the probably day he runs some. an actual zone defense will be legitimately hysterical to me. Like if it happens one time, I'll, I will laugh well, out loud. I won't even he, believe my eyes. Well, he did it for Judd, like, and for one possession, like, to open a game. And when Judd came, I think to have his, like, I'm just, yeah. I don't know if it was his number retired, his name retired in the rafters. And I'm probably blowing the story, but the, the point is, he did it like one time for one play. And I'm guessing that even in that moment, Tom was like in the locker room, just like, honestly, I don't, I mean, like, he did give me his career, you know, the spot at this head coach, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. Not even for John. Like <laughs> he, he did it and immediately was like, that sucked. That sucked. Like, <laughs> I'm never doing that again. We didn't make him burn clock on offense to get a good shot. I hate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, either way, uh, I like that we're kind of skipping ahead. Uh, already talking basketball, even though we are still <laughs> we in just... the dog days of July. Or, or there is football things to talk about, and we're like, oh, man, how about that basketball team? <laughs> yeah, that basketball team, that's going to be fun. And other potentially less fun news, John. Well, no, the fun's still going on because no games have taken place just yet, but we've got Media Day coming up. Uh, Michigan State's participants were announced uh, that taking place July 26th. Is that in Chicago? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so the three people Michigan State will be sending are J.D. Duplain, Trey Mosley, Cal Halliday, um, kind of following along in the the typical way of sending upperclassmen. Um, three guys that, I'll put it this way, 
I hope they are not the stars of the team. If they are solid upperclassmen contributors, Michigan State's going to be in great shape. We know they're multi-year starters. Cal Halliday, obviously incredibly productive. Trey Mosley, quietly very productive. And J.D. Duplain, a multi-year starter. So a lot to like about these guys. They've, they've earned it. Uh, probably looking at at least a couple of captains out of this group. Um, and hopefully, you know, solid role players in the fall. Well put. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know if there's – could make an argument. There could be a couple NFL guys there if you squint. Um, but you could also make an argument that um, with the talent that Mel is trying to bring in, um, some of these guys, uh, I don't know. I mean, they'd start. But you, you, we want to see a big leap from Trey, which is going to be he'll have the opportunity, yep. which is fantastic. You know, we think he might be up for the task. Uh, Duplain gets to, uh, you know, acclimate from the beginning with a full set of guys that he will be, um, you know, maybe at the level he's at or has been at. So that's, I'm, you know, I guess now I'm talking myself into him being the representative for them. Sure. And then Cal Haldai, like you're saying, seems to be cleaning everything up, um, but he doesn't pass the Brock Bowers test. So, which is completely <laughs> unfair. <laughs> If you're new to the show, the Brock Bowers test is, can my linebacker, can my linebacker uh, cover him? Problem is nobody's can. Maybe, maybe one could try. But that's the type of program we're looking for, folks. We're looking for. I, I mean, to be fair, I don't think there's a single person in the, in, the, in the NCAA right now that currently passes that test. And we won't know well, if that person exists until we see them do it, which – we have not yet. So I've been completely so, unfair is what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> you, listen, you're none of you are passing this test, but also no one else is passing this test. So we all failed together. On a bell curve, Michigan State's players really in pretty good shape, all things <laughs> considered. Um, but yeah, Bowers, you know, you, you, you'll hear plenty about him uh, in, the, in the coming days, weeks, and months as we drudge our way towards football season. Well, speaking of, there's a little bit of news uh, within the Big Ten. Northwestern now without the second most tenured coach in the Big Ten until now, uh, Pat Fitzgerald. We're going to not talk about why he got fired, and we're just going to fast straight forward to who do we think should be their next head coach because that might be one of our favorite things in the world, um, mm-hmm. the hot seat meter. And oh yes, Pat went from, from frigid – to go. I don't know if we've ever seen it, except for now we saw Urban. Mm, yes, but a drastic either way, just an absolutely drastic shocker. Uh, jump up, shocker. a jump up the media. Yeah, an absolute shocker. I mean, truly one of the more shocking um, coaching moves, hires, dismissals, whatever you want to call it, within the Big Ten in the last long period of time. I mean, he was the, the he was a the coach there for I think it was seventeen years before uh, just a. Just a few weeks back, it seems like it hasn't been that long to me. But I don't know. Do you feel like it was been? It's been seventeen years. Like, oh, I can't believe how long that is. Yeah, I mean that is a that is a very long time. But again, I mean in retrospect, I, it just makes me feel extremely old because yeah, I mean that's I think big. about oh, he's he's you know. It seems like he hasn't been there that long, but then I think about it and I'm like, well, he was there in the mid 2000s. That's <laughs> 17 years ago. He was, so, God, he was, he was like mid 30s when he got that job. 
He's like super young, 33 or 34. And now when I think about that, I'm like, that's an insane move by a, a, a pro yeah, wild decision. Wild decision <laughs> by, by Knowing what I know about people that age. Yes. Uh, <laughs> are you kidding me? A lot of it bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it sounds old, but let me tell you, you can make just as many bad decisions at that age as you can at 24. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think it's worth before even we dive into the candidates, just like assessing the job because I think. Yeah. Northwestern, I mean, whoever takes this job has got to be really like uniquely suited for it. Like Mm -hmm. on the positive side, obviously, you know, they're, they're in the big 10, they have a huge amount of donor money. um, And they're actually going to be getting a new stadium here before all too long, which is crazy because on the downside, they can't even fill the very small stadium that they have. At least they can't fill it with their own fans. Um, so I think the up the upside is that the facilities are fantastic, closest you know obviously distance to city of Chicago. The uh, you know the academics of that school are obviously right. phenomenal. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of really good things, but I think with the with especially the academic part, um, there's some really unique challenges that come along with the job. I mean, for as good as the facilities are, it's a it's a small they're small facilities, and it's a really hard school to get into. Now I think. That argument, we've heard it from the school down the road before. I think there's like a lot of fluff that comes with that. Um, if you want a player to get in, you'll get them in. I think uh, Northwestern, though, tends to take that a little bit more seriously, I think, than some other schools would. And thus, it affects their recruiting. I think another part of it is that they recruit in Chicagoland, which is not historically a, a college football hotbed. Right. And they kind of struggle to go... You know, they, they you saw their name in the Michigan State offer list for a lot of players when it was Mark D'Antonio recruiting. Um, and they've gotten better over the past handful of years. I mean, they, they've put guys in the NFL. I mean, Peter Skaronsky was a first-round pick yeah, you know, oh, yeah. just, just, just this past year. Uh, they had a defensive lineman who's been there. They've had plenty of guys go. It's just it's, – it's one of those, like, very – stratified rosters where you've got some dudes that are studs and then you got a lot of guys where you're like where why are you playing college football yeah it's tough it is maybe one of the harder jobs in college football i think so i think so and hence hiring someone that young because you're just like at least this person understands the you know the weird parameters of the university right so I kind of get why they hired him then, which puts them in such a weird spot because you'd almost need to hire somebody who's, I don't know if anyone has the same type of situation as Northwestern, but has to undergo some odd circumstances. So they know how to play with like odd parameters, like in a long windedly getting at like a service coach or something. Yeah. How do you, how are you able to succeed zagging when everyone's zigging? You know, I, it, if if that's the route they go, or they just go a traditional route, right? And just say, like, we're all in on football now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we're going to recruit and let anyone, you know, let everyone in and whatever. I don't know. They could go any route. Yeah. I mean, if, if they ever wanted to go full heel and do that. Yeah. Do it. Like, okay. they've got as much ammo if they get money? a new stadium as, oh as anybody. They have, yeah, they have as much money as anyone in, in the country. And I'm not, they, I mean, fried get in the way. 
a dominant program yeah. in the Midwest. Letting, since when have grades mattered in college? I ask. Uh, yeah, I just you know I'm you know, I don't I doubt they'll do that. And so if you just go based on you know historical context, I think the the ideal hire for them again fits was this way is is some kind of former player or someone with a tie to the university. Like I, I have a you know I could see them going another route. Obviously, they might not have a choice, but um, you know this person is taking over obviously a, a dicey situation with all of the limitations that you lay out and they're probably going to lose kids off the roster that they have right now they've already had a four-star true freshman who committed in this past class one of their highest rated recruits uh a linebacker decommit and enter the transfer portal already and we're in july like who knows what could happen yeah. between now and then so oh, yeah. it, it's it's going to be interesting which all brings me to the fact that i think I have a few coaches that I think would be like a kind of start with the grand slam hire and then a couple of home runs and a couple of good ones. I think the grand slam hire is uh, Mike Kafka for who is the um, G- I believe is the giants offensive coordinator. Um, you probably remember, well, if you've watched college football as long as we have, you remember him from, being Northwestern's pretty good starting quarterback, not all that long ago. I believe he's 35. Um, so similar age range to what Fitz was when he took over. Uh, he's been very successful in the NFL. And I think that's why this won't happen because I think he is a year or two away from well, getting in an NFL uh, look. And, yeah. you know, you kind much of as I love college football. But, well, okay, here's, here's some – Northwestern just has to make the deal pretty sweet then, right? And say, we're going to be paying you money that you would get, you you know, we'll compensate you accordingly. I don't know. They can. We know the Ryan's family uh, has donated $480 million, which is the single largest donation, like, to an athletic program ever. $480 million, dude. Like... Just change the name of the university. They have no issue. So think about all the other millionaires who didn't pitch in on that one. Like (laughs) they got dudes and dudettes who can (laughs) pony up for this Kafka fella if they want. But I don't know. Yeah. It's really a matter of does he want like – does he want to forego the ease of right, right. the NFL, the relative ease of the NFL? Now, like, basically, do you want to spend your time recruiting? Do you want to take over that complicated of a situation? Or do you want to stay in the NFL, maybe get a head coaching job, maybe remain an offensive coordinator, make good money and live relatively uh, a much simpler life? But I think he is, he is who they should, without question, without question, be trying to hire. Um, I think their chances of getting him are somewhere in the five to ten percent range. Okay. Get that. Okay. So, so that's dream job, dream job guy. Yes. Outside now, of yeah, if it if it can't be an alum or kind of that pipe dream level, then I think they have to look for non like just realistically who's going to take that job. Like I, I think they'd be silly to go with a retread coach. Like I I think you know. Hiring, uh, I don't even know what a good example would be, but I'm always thinking like 
Brett Bielema, but he's actually being good at Illinois and they wouldn't <laughs> hire him. But like so somebody to that ilk where they like, we're good. Like, uh, you know, as a good example is Paul Chris. Like Paul Chris okay. would be. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a perfect be a, Yeah. Like an extremely. But to me, that's like an extremely uninspired. Oh, yeah. Type. It's uninspiring. It, yeah. It's perfect because he will just level the ship bet to a point that they. Northwestern just doesn't seem to care that they have a football team. Right. And, and like, as long as they aren't embarrassing the program, that's fine. And right. that's the bar. And I just feel like uh, the bar could probably go up further than that. But you're right. Paul Christ could do exactly that. You know, like, make them four or five win yeah. team every year. Right. And, you know, if that's what you want, then right. that's what you could go do. I just feel as though that that would be settling. Now it's a very oh. attainable thing, and I, I I think it would it would honestly get like a a pretty decent grade as you look at like the trade grades or whatever. I, I think it would be fairly well received. But I personally, if I'm a Northwestern fan, that's not what I'm that's not what I'm looking for. If I'm looking for somebody like something to get excited about, it's someone younger who's getting like a new opportunity who's like leveling up in their career um young or maybe a little bit i guess it doesn't have to be young but it's somebody that's like northwestern is clearly a step forward so the names that come to my mind i've got two one of which is a fan favorite of this program so i'll start with him and that's uh dave clausen from Wake. oh Park. my god that is a pr- see i didn't know any of these names ahead of time so i'm reacting yeah. really- <laughs> i love this name yeah I think Dan, uh, Dave Clawson would be, again, maybe not a, a grand slam, but damn, a, yeah, a pretty damn good home run. I mean, he is, is um, a, a very good head coach and, you know, is at a program in Wake Forest that he's made extremely competitive. So there's one part that says, do you really want to leave a pretty plumb situation? Um, again, not a lot of talent on that roster. Uh there's actually substantially more, I would argue, on Northwesterns, and he could bring a style and probably a couple of players that would help them, you know, level up and right the ship pretty quickly. He's a little older. I think he's in his 50s, so it's not like the young, sexy Kafka hire, but a very, very good head coach who's had a uh, – he has had outside success at Wake Forest. In fact, Wake Forest has been as competitive as they've been over his tenure is preposterous, oh, yeah. given what they've got in, in their uh, – in, in the talent in their locker room. So uh, I, I think that would be a, a fantastic one. Um, if it's not him, another name I would take a long look at is Willie Fritz from Tulane. And that's been kind of a popular one that I've, I've seen around. Um, again, a guy who, who maybe lesser of a track record in terms of time at Tulane, but he was somewhere before that. And it's escaping me where, where he took a program from like nothing it made it a great program. And you saw what he did at Tulane last year. They, they beat USC in their bowl game, didn't they? Like, yes, they beat USC. And um, prior to being at Tulane, uh, he was at Georgia Southern. Yeah. That he made into a really nice program. Yeah. Like that's, before that Sam Houston state, which was a power in FCS. Like, yeah, he's, yep. he's a dude. Yeah. So he is uh, like a great, uh, would uh, be another great addition to um, he's 60. You know, their candidate list. He's 60? He's, yeah, or 63. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, yeah. 
Dude. an older guy. But again, if we're looking at we're you're asking somebody like if you're Northwestern, you need to give whoever you're hiring like a really good reason to take that job because yes, it's a Big Ten team, but like you're one of when once UCLA and USC are on board. I mean, Northwestern is a bottom. I mean, I don't know, four, maybe lower on the on the totem pole in terms of talent and football. Like, who's behind them? Maybe Illinois. Yeah. Maybe Rutgers, per- Indiana, per- Purdue's down there. Sure. But I like, can tell you. Actually, this is wild. I actually have this information in front of me. Fantastic. This is crazy obvious. So, in the last twenty-five years, uh, Northwestern of Big Ten programs. It's ninth. So hmm. he, he was there. So we'll have the 20 year average. We'll give him 17 of them, right? So Northwestern is eighth out of 14 teams. Do you want to do the of, of average win loss record? Do yeah. You know who's, do you know who's behind them? Okay, probably Michigan State. No. Okay, good. Whew. We're, uh, sixth. We're sixth, by the way. The, the teams 20. behind them, I'm going to guess. In no particular order, Indiana, Illinois, Indiana, Illinois, Rutgers, uh, Purdue, Maryland, and I'm missing somebody else. And I don't know who it is. Minnesota. Damn, but I got the rest of them. You got the rest. Pretty good. Yeah, MSU sitting at sixth, the 20-year average. Number one, Ohio State, obviously. Wisconsin, Iowa, Penn State, Michigan. Michigan State. Wow. Nebraska, seventh. Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, and then you're going to add UCLA and USC to the mix. So, like, you need to give whoever takes this job, like, yeah. a really good reason to take it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, so like, I, I don't, I, I will say that I, I don't think that Northwestern is like, it, it's not this moonshot to think that they're a very capable big 10 program especially with the resources like getting a new stadium and facilities is like the biggest thing to happen to their viability right but you need somebody who can like put a system together like that's why i think david clausen honestly is probably the best hire that they could make because he, he can turn nobody quarterbacks i mean look at sam hartman like sam hartman i don't think was like this big i don't think he was much of a recruit and now he's He's now he's a starting quarterback in Notre Dame. Like he was fantastic out of nowhere in at Wake Forest. Like he could get kids to come and play for him at, at Northwestern. Yeah, probably make a little more money than he makes now. And you know, uh, just I don't know. I feel like it would be a, a phenomenal hire on their part. But it will be fascinating because it's 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 rare that uh, you know it just doesn't happen where uh, Big Ten jobs don't come. I mean, yeah, they come available uh, you know every year, but. I don't know. It just feels like it's a rare opportunity. I bet a lot of coaches have their eyes on it. Absolutely. I think I saw some upsetting dialogue uh, about mm-hmm. Michigan fans claiming that Northwestern, um, it was a worse job to be the head coach there than to be a coordinator at the University of Michigan. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> hysterical. It's, uh, it's astonishing what people can just say. On the internet. <laughs> uh, so, so I do want to talk about that. There's, there's two sides to it. 
because because in a vacuum, like would Sharon Moore have way more success this year as the offensive coordinator at Michigan? Like, yeah, obviously. But you know what he wouldn't have? The title of head coach or the paycheck big, of head coach. At a Big <laughs> Ten university. <laughs> Dude, Sharon, Sharon Moore, you know what's a better job than the offensive coordinator at Michigan? The head coach at Name Your Program. Like the, the head coach at Central Michigan is a better job. Yes. It is an it, absolute. It, it, it's about how you define better. Like, are you going to win as much? No, definitely not. Especially, especially in the short term. Here's how. But it doesn't matter. You, who would you hire, Sharon Moore or Jim McElwain? When they did, at the time of the hire, Jim right. McElwain, because he's better coach. So, like by default, the program hired a better person at the job. I, I guess. It's insane to me that anyone would think that that for real. You like being a Big Ten. There's only two conferences now, dude. The SEC and the Big Ten. There are only so many head coaching spots. Period in the super conferences. Like so. Uh, well, it's it's like when Pat Narduzzi. This is old now, but like when he left to be the head coach at Pitt. Right. No one was like being the defensive coordinator at a place where he had put together like consistent top, whatever it was defenses year after year. Mm-hmm. No one's like, that's a better job than the head coach of Pitt, even though Pitt wasn't a whole lot to write home about and has been, you know, fine under him. It's like, Dude, that's exactly it. Everyone was like, yep, time to go. That sucks. Yeah. Seriously. And we're, and, I know. And, and people were, I remember the discourse of, I hope he goes and is successful enough to take the program over. When D'Antonio yeah. leaves, like I remember that conversation and, and it making sense. Oh, it was the, it, I don't think it was even like a conversation. People are like, that's the plan. Yes. <laughs> like, decided, you know? This is happening. Everyone was very cool with that. And quite honestly at the time, and even for a few years after people were like, yeah, that sounds great. And again, this is not, not a knock against him. Uh, you know, I think Pat, he's been, it takes a lot to be a head coach at a power five team for that long. And he's still there and they're still competitive. And he's turned out a force first round quarterback like two years ago. So yeah, I, I mean, you know, that was the plan at the time, but a <laughs> little different. Now we have our boy Mel Dude, and I, you know, I think I'm still pretty happy about that. Yeah. You know, people make plans, you know, the universe mm-hmm. got to laugh. So <laughs> let's see. Uh, who were there any joke hires that you thought were? were oh sharing? yeah, I mean I think you know some of the funnier ones would include like John L. Smith. I think is always a hit. Uh, <laughs> I mean I to, again to to be fair, um, the best joke has already been made. I can't top Ed Orgeron. Like that's no. that's. It's- it's as good as it gets right there. It's number one. It's almost a bummer when, yeah, people are going around the room doing part of a bit and someone just nails it so hard that everyone stops <laughs> the bit. And we're like, oh, no, we were having fun. Yeah. You know, doing, and it's like, no, dude, I, no one wants to go next. That sucks. Yeah. You gave the best answer. I can't yes and the best answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I always, like, again, I think that a – I also think, you know what would actually be the funniest one? I think I might have a better one. And it's uh, Herm Edwards. Uh, that would be... <laughs> that would be... Go. 
my personal favorite. Can you imagine, like, the Ryan family is like, Herm, what do you think? Like, do you yeah. think he would laugh in their faces? And he'd be like, yeah, of course I'll do it. Of course I'll do it, play? dude. Come salvage our broken program like you did Arizona State. Yeah. Like you got them Kenny Dillingham. Can you know, can you do that for us? Can you make it so that our next coach is one we're actually excited about? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. That would be a, a personal hit for me. Um I can't I don't really know, man. Northwestern doesn't have like a I mean, I guess they've got some 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 good alumni that are, you know, made noise in the NFL. Okay, but... I have I have one and it's it's a joke, but serious at the same time. Okay, I, I love it. Brady Hoke. Oh man, that's a good one. Play the hits, baby. He, uh, <laughs> the irony is he would actually probably be a really good hire. Like, I think, no, that's yeah. why I said it's a joke, but it's a good yeah. one too. Yeah. Oh man, would that be fun or what? I would, I would personally love it. I would, I would full on cheer for Brady Hope. <laughs> I would, I would absolutely love that. And then he'd start recruiting out West because he's recruited out West with San Diego State all these years. Yes. As soon as USC and UCLA come in. Oh, man. I'm, I'm bringing hope to Chicago. God, that would be great. We're, you know what uh, another good one would be? Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith rides his, his one Super Bowl appearance from 2006 to his <laughs> third head football coach job in the state of Illinois. He... He can't escape football. It just follows him. He, <laughs> he, he tried he to leave his the game. Purple. He lives in Chicago, right? And it just follows him. He's like, I, I trying to quit football. It just, I don't want to coach anymore. <laughs> the He's people Ill- in this city, man, they just, and we both live in Chicago. You guys know that. But like the, the, the hero worship of coaches is, of Bears coaches is really quite amazing. It's, it's either it's, it's either like literal they're literal gods or they are the worst thing. They are like saint. Like if you ask people what they think of Matt Nagy or Mark Tressman here, you oh might get God. you might get choked like <laughs> on the street. And then if you ask about Ditka, you, every, thirty-five men within a hundred yards of you in any direction, the thirty-five, three hundred and fifty, will turn and be like Ditka all at the same time. <laughs> it's and you know, I think that just might be what's next for Lovey. He's he's the most mid coach ever, though. Like, I don't. We were talking about things that Illinois sports milk, and we talked about last episode about how D Brown team. And they didn't even win at all. And they, they've been milking that ever since. This oh, yeah. city milks that 2006 Super Bowl oh my God. loss. Didn't they lose? <laughs> yeah, like, they lost. They scored one touchdown, and it was the first play of the game, I think. Dude, yeah. Was it Hester that ran Hester, it back? which was objectively awesome. And, it like, was. if that was my team, I'd be like, man, remember that sweet moment when we thought we were going to win the Super Bowl? And then it all just absolutely fell apart. That happened to Ohio State too. Remember, didn't they? Ted Ginn oh, Jr. Man. ran it back in like the gnat. Wow! And like good call. And then, <laughs> and they lost by like twenty five or something. Yeah, wasn't that was that against Miami? I think so. Yeah. Yes, uh, that was a while ago. But uh, yeah, going back to 
what were we talking about? Brady Hoke as head coach? Yeah. I completely forget. Yeah. Or he could, he could, could be have, that guy. Uh, what about Rich Rod? What's Rich what's Rich Rod <laughs> these days? Hell yes. Lane Kiffin. Make the call. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> okay. R.I.P. Leach would have been legendary. Oh my god. The thing is, too, is that that name would have 100% been floated. That's like a legitimate. I feel like that's almost like a that would have been perfect. Damn. Forgot he died. It's so that's, sad. I know for sure. Um, he's the perfect name in this game for any school though, too. 100%. And you know what the thing that sucks the most is I wanted him to do game day so badly. Oh, man. I wanted him to retire and just like do cuz he's so like dry and like just he was, so just in, he was just that. insane. He yeah. was an insane person, which, you know, but he knew it, which is like a special level of like comedy that comes along with knowing that you're crazy. <laughs> oh, self-aware insanity. Insanity. It's a beautiful thing. Um, any other joke ones? No, I think I'm tapped out. I was trying to it's think a- of another like Northwestern guy who was like in the NFL and I got, I really have nothing. It's okay. We gave it our, gave it our all. Um, yeah. I can't, please tell us, give us names. We're always, it's one of my favorite things is to, <laughs> is to think about who will get fired next and hired in their place. It's the oh. worst. <laughs> I feel really the bad saying it out loud. <laughs> no, dude, this is, this, that's what makes college football great. It's like, this guy's dead meat. Who's up next? I can't wait. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, um, anything else uh, have we seen? Uh, I heard this is like a, a bits and bobs episode of short. Um, yeah. Max Christie, second team all uh, summer league. Yeah, we'll end on a high note. Max Christie taking home some prestigious hardware. Second uh, team, baby. Second team all summer league. Wow. Dude, print the t-shirts, bro. Dude, I... Oh, I was, oh, so I was watching that, um, the quarterback show that we talked about last oh, week. Yeah, I yeah. watched the first couple episodes. First of all, and I mean, I'll promise I'll tie this back to Max Christie, but, uh, Kirk, exactly the person who you think he is like, just, just couldn't be more of a dad. Um, but they show in one of the episodes, not, to, you know, spoiler alert, they show like his second house on the West side of Michigan and how he built a room in for all of his memorabilia to go in because he didn't want to put it in like the regular part of his house because it was too gaudy. And it's yeah. behind like this fake door. It's like a like it looks like a bookshelf that you push on and it opens up into this enormous room filled with like every piece of memorabilia he's ever had, including like the uh, the bronze Michigan State jersey is in there, like all sorts of dude. That is so conflicting. Stuff. That's so conflicting for him as like this super Christian. He's yeah. like, I'm so humble. I need to stay humble. But if I had I'm, a room, I'm going to show of, this to everyone on TV. Of, yeah, I'm going to. But if there was a room of me that was just about me and everything great that I've ever done, I'll just keep it hidden, but then show everybody. Like, yeah, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> just this paradox. Uh, I also thought it was so. Yeah, I didn't realize he, his uh, Michael Mike Singletary was one of his youth coaches. So I thought that was interesting. Huh. Um, but I, I say all that to say that I hope Max Christie saves whatever 
hyperlink is relevant where this has been denoted. Like, I hope you took a screenshot of the ESPN like homepage that was talking about the summer league uh, first and second team and frames it and, and puts it up, you know, just in case he doesn't get any more accolades along the way. Dude, there was that uh, T-shirt. I can't, I don't know if it was made ironically or unironically for the, when the Bulls won the summer league. <laughs> <laughs> and it listed off the championship seasons and it had an asterisk by <laughs> it said summer league. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, Cleveland should do it. Put Le- put LeBron as like the Harambe ghost in the background looking <laughs> over all of the caricature pictures of people. I would love that. Thank God. Uh, yeah. Go Max. Well, you know what? Max might have one of the better jobs in in professional sports, though. Like you talk about being like a left-handed middle reliever or like a oh, backup yeah. quarterback. Being the 11th or 12th man for the Los Angeles Lakers is an incredible job. Yeah. Oh, great. Like, and getting to say that you played with LeBron. Oh, too, God. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. He, yeah. It's, 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 he's following the Brian Hoyer path here. And, oh, um, God. The GOAT. They should have put Brian Hoyer on the show quarterback. Yes, they should have. Like they should re- do another one where it's it's him. Um, I think yeah. Well, no, I, I even though he went to Michigan, I'd say Chad Henney, and um, well, it should have been Marcus Mariota, but uh, I don't know some rookie backup and just call it backup quarterback. Backup quarterback, and it it's oh. just oh Blaine Gabbert. I think there's another good one, <laughs> and it's just them, like looking at film and like literally just them hanging out with their wives and like <laughs> sitting on the bench and taught like shooting the shit with the punter. They all have, they're all in a book club together. Videos of them texting each other being like, so are you doing anything this weekend? Not really. <laughs> do you guys also have to get all the way dressed up just to do nothing? Yeah, I mean, dude, it sucks. <laughs> do you even bother taping your ankles? I haven't in four years. No, and then and then after Henny had to play for the Chiefs, it's like, oh shit! What? How'd you do that? Shit! How long has he been in the league? He was on the Michigan's. In what years? Like two thousand and four. What year did they? Well, no, he was on in 07 when they lost Savage State. That was it. Oh my god! How could I? Forget? I will simply never forget such a thing. Oh my god. Uh, Okay, I feel like that's a good place to stop. Everyone it is happy. Um, all right, guys. Uh, as always, this has been presented by Bet Online. Don't forget, go cash in that code. Spend some money. Don't blame us. Um, as all <laughs> for John, this has been Austin, and we'll catch you next week. See you.